Okay, so continuing our quest to finish Mesech Tamid before Pesach, before Erev Pesach, we are at the Gemara, Davchav Vavam and Aleph, in Mesech Tamid, Minohani Milis. The Gemara asks, where do I know this concept of Shmir? Now, the truth is, the Gemara is not asking how we know the concept of the Beis HaMikdash needing Shmir. That is learned out from the Parshas Kairach. The Gemara is really asking, as you'll see in the next few lines, we're trying to figure out how do we know that it's Bishloisha Mekaimis, that there's three places where the Kahanim watch the Beis HaMikdash. Let's see, Minohani Milis, how do I know this? So I'm the Pasuk says, V'achoinim. Those that were camping in front of the Mishkan to the east, before the oil moed, they're by the east. Moshe, Aaron, and Bonav, Shoyme, Mishmeres, Hamitosh, Mishmeres, Pnei Israel. You see, Moshe, and Aaron, and his sons are guarding the base of Mikdosh, the Mikdosh, which was really the Mishkan back then, the Mishmeres, Pnei Israel. So you see from here that there's guarding of the, of the Mishkan. So the Gemara says, Amri, in, you're right. Yeah, I know that I need Shmira. Now, the truth is, this doesn't show me that I need Shmira. It just shows me that they did Shmira. The Pasuk of requiring Shmira is learned down in Parshas Karech, as we mentioned yesterday. However, our Mishnah taught, we want to know something else. Our Mishnah, now this Gemara is actually quoting the opening Mishnah in Midois, Mesechtas Midois, that there's three places the Kahanim stand guard on the base of Mikdash, and the Levim, the Esrim, the Echel Makam. In 21 other places, the Levim would stand guard. So our Mishnah just focuses on the Kahanim, and the next Mesechtim, Mesechtim's Midois, discusses the Kahanim and the Levim. So how do you see from this Pasuk that there's that the Kahanim stood in three different places. How do I know that? Vilukra Kahanim Levim Siv. Not only do I not see from this pasuk that there are three places that the Kahanim would stand guard. Not only that. Additionally, it says Moshe Va'aron Ubanav Shomrim Mishmaris Hamikdash. So it sounds like they all guarded together, sounding like they all guarded in the same place. Vilukra Kahanim Levim Siv. It teaches it as if they're all standing in the same place. So how is this pasuk a proof? So the Gemara says Amri Hachi Kamar. This is what the pasuk means to say. It says, So you pause after the word, and then you read it, Aaron and his sons would guard the Meshmeres Hamitosh. So Aaron was in one place, Ubanov and his two sons, in two other places, and that's how you have three. So the Gemara asks the obvious question, me, my, how do I know that there's three different places? So the Gemara says, It says that by, by, uh, by Moshe it says, and then it says, by Aaron it says, so and that there are those that were camping, that was probably Moshe, and Shoimrim was Aaron and his sons, they were in a different place. So the Gemara asked the next question. So very nice that you now know that Moshe and Aaron were in different places, because by Moshe it says, and by Aaron it says, Shoimrim. So maybe Moshe had his place of Chaynim, and Aaron and his sons had their place of one of one place together called Shimrim. But they didn't have three different places. So how do I know from the Pasuk that they're Shloishim that the Kahanim would stand guard? So the Gemara says, Don't think like that. 
Because Kimoisha, we have to compare Aaron and of like Moshe. Ma Moshe bechad makam nechudei. Just like Moshe was only able was standing there by himself. Af Aaron Ubanov bechad makam nechudei. Each one had his own place by himself. So that's the tarot, and that's the source of how we know that there's b'shloishim akomas akahanim. The kahanim would stand guard based on this pasuk of vachoinim and shomrim that Moshe and Aaron were in different places, and the same way Moshe had his own place. Each of Aaron and, and, and his two sons had their own place, and that's the source where we have three different places. Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi says, Misefi the Croft, the end of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Shoimrim, Mishmeres, Limishmeres. So you see there are three different Shmiras here, and that is how we, we know that there are three different places where they would stand guard. So that is this end of this Gemara. Chafav Amad Beis, Beis Atina. So the Mishnah had told us Beis Atina, so Beis Anitzites, they were considered, they had aliyos, they had these uh, second floors. That's how we understood, how you aliyos. So the Gemara asks, Iboyalu, they asked the following question. Aliyos Mamish Havu, was it literally a, a two-story building that there were two floors? So maybe it was just a very high floor, so it was as tall as a typical second story, but there was no nothing underneath it. It was as high as a second floor, but it wasn't exactly a two-story building. So Tashma, we learned in a Mishnah the Tan, Shabbat Safoin, in the north side of the base of Megdosh, you had Shar Hanitzah, which we mentioned in the Mishnah was the uh, the gate. Of the Nitzites, the Nates is the rays of the sun, that the sun would come through. It was like a pavilion. Kiminach Sadrahaya, it was like a pavilion, like a stadium. The Aliyah Benuya Agaba, and you had a Aliyah, a second story. Benuya Agaba was built on top of it. Shakahanim Shomim the Kahanim would guard on top. Valavim Amata, and the Lavim. Uh, would be underneath, so you see that it's two story. It's a two story building, and the Mishnah finishes off with Pesach Chayla the Chol and had an opening to the Chol or the Chel to the place that wasn't Kaddish. So there's an open, there's an entrance, you know, back door to the stadium from the Chol, but you see from here clearly that the Kahanim were Melmala, the Levim were Melmata. So obviously it was a two two actual two floors, not that it was just very high. So the base of Tinas and the base Anitzites had. Two floors. So the Gemara says, "Minahani mili." How do I know that the Kahanim and Levim, uh, you know, stood guard as as Shmira? So the Gemara says, "The Tanur Rabbanu." We looked in a brayse like this. It says, "This is the sukkah we quoted from Parshas Kairach." It says, "V'yilavu alecha v'shorasucha." That the pasuk says, "By the Levim, they will." Yilavu is like a Leviah is to accompany, to join you. V'yilavu alecha v'shorasucha. That the Levim will. Uh, help you out, and they will serve you. So the Gemara asked the following question: Do we say about voidascha akasa medaber? Is it talking about the? Uh, so I'm sorry that the Gemara assumes about voidascha akasa medaber. The Gemara is assuming that the pasuk is talking about that they're going to help the kehanim in their work. Meaning the levim will help the kehanim do the kehanim's avoda. So the Gemara says, hold on a second. When the Pasuk says, Levim are helping Vishorsucha, uh, how are they helping the Kahanim? Are they helping them by literally helping the Kahanim with what the Kahanim have to do? So helping them to, to, to do the tasks of the Kahanim? Or maybe, maybe the Levim do what they have to do, 
and by doing what they're supposed to do, segregation of duties, that ends up being a help. You know, many times a husband helps his wife by not being in the kitchen. So the same thing, maybe by segregation of duties, you are helping the, the Levim, helping the Gehanim. So the Gemara says like this, Kishuayim, the, the previous Pasuk says, Venovo Lecha Veshamru, it says, Venovo Lecha, they'll help you, Veshaman, they'll guard, Chokelov, Avadasai, so the Pasuk already said that. So well, let's assume Hare does some Amar. It's talking about the Levim's own job. Hamani, Makai, what am I going to do with the next Pasuk of Yelavu Alecha Visharsucha? That they're going to help you. So must be talking about through the Avoida of the Kahanim. Not only will the Levim do their job, they'll also do the job of the Kahanim. And how are they going to help the Kahanim with their jobs? So the Gemara says, Kahanim Shemin Melmalo, the Kahanim will be on top of the pavilion, Ulavim Amata will be on the bottom floor, and they will be standing guard un- underneath where the Kahanim are standing as a cover to the base of Mikdash. So you'll have Kahanim Melmata, Ulavim Melmata, Kahanim Melmalo, Ulavim Melmata, and you'll have your Ilvu Alav, you'll have the Levim helping out the Kahanim. Next part of the Mishnah said, Beis HaMoyked, Kippa Ubayis Gadolhoyah. So the Beis HaMoyked, which had the uh, the fire in it, we actually had this in the Daf, Shabbos Daf Chof, discussing, the bottom of your Testament base, discussing uh, lighting a, a, a furnace before Shabbos. So the Gemara says, you're allowed to uh, light the furnace of the Beis HaMoyked before Shabbos. Aye, what, what about uh, the Chashash, the, that you're going to stoke the fire on Shabbos, if it's not burning well, so the Gemara answers, concludes that Kahanim is But We just have this in the Da'af, Beis HaMoyked, so the Mishnah here explained that Kippa, it was a dome, Ubayis Gadol Haya, and it was very big. So the Gemara says, V'chad Shemer Hu Dahavi Beis HaMoyked, so the Gemara says, there's Shloisha Mekayim, there are three different places that the Kahanim would stand guard, and one of them was the Beis HaMoyked. So the Gemara, the Gemara, V'chad Shemer Hu Dahavi Beis HaMoyked, there was only one guard, or a mini, you ask you to steer, it says, Shneish Arm Haya Beis HaMoyked, there were two gates, in the base of Moikid, Echad Pasuach Lechel, Vechad Pasuach Le Azara. One of them opened to the Chel, and one opened to the Azara. Amr Abihuda, Bezesh, Nechnasan Lazara. So in the gate that went into the Azara, Pishpash Katan Hayulai, there was a small door. Sheboy Nechnasan Livlaish Hazara. They would use the small door in order to get, to, in order to clean out or to check out the azara. If you look at the rush, the rush explains that they would have this. Uh, I don't know what they called it in camp. They called it, uh, you know, the on-duty uh, counselors would walk around making sure everyone's sleeping. So this is the opposite. They had these people would go around. The kahanim would go around to make sure that those that are standing guard are still awake and are not sleeping on the job and they're doing and they're doing their uh, their duties. So. The rush explains that the big door would creak and make so much noise. And if you look at the uh, the the other mafarshim, they say that the big door made it, it took more than one person to open it. They were the huge sharim in the base of Nightdash. so they needed a small little door, like a trap door, to sneak in and to catch the people red-handed, you know, dozing off on the job. You know, if they would make this, this noise, everybody would look like they're up, so you wouldn't know who's doing their job properly. So either way, you have this pishpish katan ha'azara. So you see that there were two doors. Uh, you have this big door and the small door. So shouldn't there be that they, uh, they would need two shmiras? So the Gemara says, Amra, by Kevin the Gabi Hadadi Havikaimu, since they were opposite each other. So Sagilahu Bachad Shemer, they meaning you had two doors, you had Echad Pasuch Lachail, the Echad Pasuch Lazara. So you had two doors opposite each other. So since they were 
you could see both of them, Sagil Hubachan Shemer. You needed all you needed was one shemer. You look here and you look there. Now, there wasn't even a Havmina that the Pishpish Katan would need another Shemer, meaning the, the small door with the trap door, everyone agreed that was just a smaller door of the larger entrance. So everyone realizes that one Shemer would definitely be enough. This actually ends up coming up. So some of the place can bring this down. There's a discussion in Hilchas Mezuzah, of all places. Uh, if you have a, uh, let's say you have a garage door next to a uh, a small door, or you have, we have this in companies, you have a loading dock, and you have a small door that people walk in. So the discussion is, when you have two doors to get into the same room, so depending on how frequent it's being used, there's a discussion if you use, if you will put two mezuzahs, one mezuzah, some of the place can actually bring down this Mishnah of the pish pish kata and hayulai, that it's really considered one door, so that's brought down halacha, ayin sham. Next, the Mishnah said, Mukaf Roivadin shall Evan. So you had this, this, uh, the uh, base Hamoikin, and the base Hamoikin where they had the fire, the fire was always burning so that the Kahanam would keep themselves warm. So this was the, the dorm rooms. So you had stones coming out. So the Gemara explains, what are these ledges, what are these stones? So the Gemara says, did Stabasa, the Sokibula Stabasa. So you had these blocks of stones that. Like, think about like bleachers where you could literally climb up. You could do rock climbing and climb up to the top. And there were rows and rows of stones. The Gemara says, Were you allowed to cut out stones in the base of Middash? Vaksivit says, had to be Evan Shlema when you built the base of Middash. And not that you're not, you're not supposed to be cutting stones. So the Gemara says, I'm Rabbi, and that's not true. It doesn't mean that you, that you have to have complete stones in the base of Middash. That you would prepare beforehand. You would have a construction off-site construction, and you would chisel the stones to make sure it's the proper size. When when Shlomo built the base of Midrash, so the Pesukim in Malachim tell us that they had all these stones that were ten amos and eight amos. It can't be that they just naturally had ten amos stones and eight amos stones. What it was was that they didn't want the base of Midrash to be a construction site, so you couldn't you couldn't do the cutting. Uh, on the in higher on higher bias, so they did offsite construction, and then when they brought it, it was Evan Shlema. They weren't allowed to do work, so there's not a shayla. So basically, they went to their local store and they bought these stones that were certain sizes, and they cut it, they cut it down to size, and then they brought it to the base of Midrash. So that's how they had this um, revadin in the base Hamoike. They had these stones in the base Hamoike. So then the Mishnah said that the people would use it as, as a bed. So Zikne base Avi Shinim Sham, the Zikne base Avi would sleep there. And we said the Pirche Kahuna would sleep on the floor. Va'amai, why are they sleeping there on these stones? Not very comfortable. Na'ilu mitos, just bring beds. So the Mishnah says, Amar Abaya, lav oirach ara la yule mitos base Hamikdash. It's not Kavadik to bring beds to the base Hamikdash, and therefore they were not allowed to bring beds, no mattresses, and they had to sleep on the stone. Then the Mishnah says, Pirche Kahuna Ish and the Mishnah concludes that the Pirche Kahuna, they each had their clothing on the ground, they wouldn't be able to sleep on these ledges until they, you know, they had the rookie hazing treatment. They couldn't sleep until, on the, on the, on the stone until they got older, and they were considered the Zikne Besav, so they slept on the floor, but they had their, uh, they had the Big Day Kahuna with them. So the Mishnah says, Amai Hassan Karli, how can the beginning of the Mishnah 
then when we speak about those that were shaymer, we say they were raven, they were young, they were, they were, they were the young boys. And hacha karele pirchekehuna, and now we're calling them the pirchekehuna, so we're on chavzayin and madalaf already. So the says, I'm in, you're right. Hasam delematu lemevan avoida, in that case, when they're not able to do the avoida karele raven, they're called raven, which is a kasha on the Ramah. The Ramah says that there was actual mitzvah of shmiras. Hamikdash is one of the tarek mitzvahs. So how could it be if they're too young to do the avoida? Are they not considered... Uh, are, are they still are they still allowed to do the shmira? So there's different ways to deal with this. So so at least at the end of the day, the Mishnah is definitely referring to them as two different stages. So Amri and yep, husband le matlam avoid when they're not able to do that avoid they're too young. Karulahu, Raven, we call them Raven. We're talking about where they slept. So we're dealing with those that were still able to do the avoid, but they're younger than the Zikne Besav. So they're called something else. Karulehu Pirche. They're called the Pirche Kahuna. And there's a difference between Raivim and the Pirche Kahuna. Samir Shem will continue the next piece in the next year.